Welcome to episode number 216 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording on September the 24th, 2023. My name is Eric, host of the show based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. As a first responder, witness an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, started a small preparedness company to help people better prepare for at least 72 hours, if not longer. And I'm Jeff. I'm based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. And I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario, part-time amateur prepper, constantly trying to better myself. Uh, my name is Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner, a t-shirt funny maker guy, uh, government critique, uh, a wannabe prepper, and the reason we mostly hit the explicit button. And when I know how to operate my microphone, I'm the Frugal Gunny. Recently moved to Northern Ontario in the middle of nowhere. I'm an off-gridder, a shooter, a hunter, fisher, gatherer, trapper type, and a generalist. And it's only recently that I came to accept that I'm a prepper. I'm Terry. I live in sunny central Ontario. I'm a starving indie author, terrible hunter, pathetic fisherman. But despite my failings, the annuals prepper meet has made me their spokesperson. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to make out of that one, but I'm going to do my best. It's a great intro, Terry. Quite enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, I'm Eric, Greg, a uh, former infantryman, homesteader, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I can see Canada from my house. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a pitch. If you want to help to support the show, uh, you can embrace some consumerism and buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the tactical Velcro patch at prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on, the backup generator fueled, and cover our podcast costs. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and submit a review on iTunes or wherever you have found us. We seriously want your feedback, good or bad, even if it's just a topic you want us to cover or something you learned this week. You can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right. So we've got some uh, rolling content for you in this episode. Yes, the terrible dad <laughs> jokes <laughs> just <laughs> continue into episode 216. Uh, we're... Uh, to start off with some news as per usual we'll update you on our personal preps and what we've done since the last episode then we're going to get into the main topic and we're talking about uh, prepping with only a vehicle to yourself tonight so let's uh, move into the news shall we you're up brad oh there we go i hate the fact that ottawa is becoming more and more and more like a really really big city whole bunch of shootings are on the rise in the last little while, and I am really, really glad that I don't live there anymore. At least better than Toronto. It, it, it actually is for the moment, but with all the new expansion and the subdivisions going in, uh, you know, all these new people coming in, bring all their yeah. problems and hypocrisies and ways of doing things that aren't right and then you just get pew pews all over the place and then we might see Eric more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't um, tend to run around and go pew pew. Or me. Uh, it's funny none of that ever yes. happened during the convoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah, uh, I actually 
as we were talking, as Brad mentioned that, I thought of an article I saw the other day where there were uh, three shootings in less than 12 hours, two of them on the exact same block within, yeah. I think, nine hours of each other. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, then, there's just something weird going on where... Another yeah. one, like, uh, yeah. I think it was like six or seven hours after that. And then again, uh, Saturday, there was some again. Yeah. One or two others, like... I am so glad I don't live. And I, I looked up where all the shootings were, and they weren't yeah. terribly too far from different places that I have lived in Ottawa. And yeah, I'm yeah. very glad that I don't live there anymore. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's everywhere. Even up here in the sticks, yes. you listen yeah. to the news, and it hardly a day goes by when there's not some druggie or something getting picked up, stopped by the cops. They always got firearms. Always illegal. Yep. You know, it's just. It's everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And I, I really hate to say it, but uh, I was at the in-laws place tonight, actually in Barhaven, and we heard uh, fire trucks three times in, I think, four hours. And my, my wife had said, yeah, she's starting to hear them more and more out where we are during the day as well. And it's all volunteer out here. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's going on? Yeah, I live between Cornwall and Ottawa, but am I going to have to move further into the sticks? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. Even yes, without absolutely. all the information you the just said. answer to that will always be yes. yes. 100%. Yes. It doesn't matter what you preface it with. As soon as you ask, do I have to move further into the sticks? The answer will always be yes. No matter <laughs> 100%. I just don't know how much further you can go into the sticks before you're getting closer to big cities again probably have to ask yeah. any of that there's mm -hmm. a fine line but i'll take you there <laughs> <laughs> i can take you there oh and i guess for news this week i got that canada and the indian government are uh, duking it out over this uh so shooting of this Sikh terrorist the indians call him a terrorist and canada calls him canadian citizens there's some uh some feuding back and forth going on there still early in the game yet but uh there's a lot of finger pointing going on in politics? No. No. I know. You don't say. <laughs> All right. Anyone else have any news articles or noteworthy things to mention? No, I, I will stay away do my best news. to try and find the news article about the shootings and put it in here, but I'm not making lots of promises sure. for people that follow up and show them. No problem. All right. Let's move into what we've done uh, lately for preps, and we'll uh, kick off with Brad. Well, actually, I met up with Eric. Mm -hmm. It's true. During the week, well, he was in town. He had some things he was doing, and uh, he had a couple of things that he had he had printed off on his handy dandy 3D printer for me. And I uh, actually set one of those up today, Eric, and it works just fine. Excellent. Good to know. Not completely wired, but just temporarily done, and it's uh, it's going to work nicely. I may actually order a couple more of those later, but Perfect. it's really good. Excellent. Did, I like. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Did a bit of cleanup in my mudroom, working on uh, prepping my uh, my camp trailer for shutdown. Organized a few things in there. Had uh, a little gathering here last night. A bunch of my uh, one of my kids' friends over for his little birthday party. And uh, actually, Pierre was here for quite a while with his wife, and we uh, burnt all my extra cardboard waste. And then, uh, of course, there's the, always the daily grind of work. The <laughs> That's fair it. enough. 
uh, I got the Jenny running. Uh, still needs some work. It still doesn't idle worth a crap, but um, uh, at least it is running now if I desperately need it. I did some fuel rotation, and outside of that, in case you can't tell by my uh, nasally sound, I've been sick for about the last four days. Um, so the beauty of prepping is I didn't, not that I was scared to go anywhere, I wasn't, I just didn't have to go anywhere. I had everything I needed at home, I had my food, I had my water, I even had some meds and stuff. So I just kind of so hunkered down and got myself feeling better for about four days. You quarantined yourself against the rest of humanity. <laughs> I just figured I wouldn't want to upset too many other people by making them sick. I could have, you know, I could have just gone around oh, yeah. licking people, but then I then would have had to arrest me, so. <laughs> I just, I, I appreciate you not coming by and licking the door handles here. It's, it's... So, how do you know I didn't? Next time. Well, it's usually the windows. I figured he'd flip to uh, door handles when he's sick, right? So. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> is that the generator that uh, you got cheap there, Jeff? That's running now, or is that a different generator you're talking about? Nope, that's the one I got for cheapy. Nice, nice. So I, I, awesome. I kind of pulled nice. the pulled the carb apart and drained the uh, the old fuel the out of it and cleaned uh, the carb as best I could. But I I think there's still probably some leftover varnish or something in there, and it's sticking the one of the needle valves. So. I'll go back in when I feel better and work at it. I, it'll run right now, so I'm I'm not in a hurry to do it. But yeah, nice. Well, it's good you got it up and running. Yeah, good job. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, for myself, I was running all over all over the place for work, and uh, somehow ended up uh, in uh, Brad and Gunny's backyard, and was able to uh, stop by, have a quick coffee, say hello, uh, get those three D printed items off to Brad, and. Uh, yeah, it was nice to be able to, it's always good to be able to shake a hand, have a coffee and say hello, right? There's Absolutely. There's, there's the one side of it meeting every Sunday uh, on a screen, but uh, meeting face to face is always good. So it's, it's nice to be best. able to spend some time in chat. Yeah. Absolutely. And beyond that, it was work, work, work and more work and a lot of driving this week. My God, I put a lot of <laughs> kilometers on. Oof. Felt like Brad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was unfortunately not invited to the little powwow of meeting close to the Ottawa area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just that. couldn't show up. Yeah, yeah right. I, I, you don't say you weren't invited. You made well, excuses. It's true. Brad messaged saying, "Hey, I might be meeting up with Eric because I never." Got I wasn't invited. And but I ended up being uh, in in La Belle Provence those two days, so it was unfortunate we couldn't meet up while I was working. Um, so. We're slowly packing up the house, trying to figure out what can we do without for the next like 40 days and get it packed up, everything out of the way. And as we're doing that, I'm finding a bunch of things that I'm like, oh, that'll be good for like when the truck shows up or we can do something. And then you didn't know you had them or you forgot about them. And now you find your tickle trunk and then the packing goes on the wayside and now you got a bunch of new toys. We're trying to figure that and then uh, trying to figure out the best way to uh, start rotating through some of the stock just to make the move a little bit easier. Um, and, you know, maybe, okay, you know, do we just stock up a little bit of cash and then once we get in and get settled up, you know, go do the resupply instead of buying everything now, you know, and crossing our fingers that everything will be good there because uh, nobody wants to move 100 cans of soup. Um, so if you can, Speak you know, avoid all that. 
if you I can would, avoid that, uh, right? By I would like, move. I would move a hundred cans of soup from the grocery store to my pantry. Yeah, but packing it same. from your pantry into a box, putting it in your truck or a trailer, and then getting friends to help you. Un, you know. So okay. we're trying to weigh yeah. out those options of you know, like, do we want to consume and use up some of our the stuff we normally have, you know, stock and we tend to rotate. Like, do we want to use a little bit of that to make the move a little bit easier and, you know, take that a little bit of extra money, you know, have the four or 500 bucks to replace it all. Once we get settled in, you know, go do those runs at those stores and, you know, do, do that. So, you know, we're weighing out those options because yeah, it sucks. Fair enough. Um, spoiler alert. I might be back in your area mid October. Just saying. Cool. Well, uh, we don't have another auction until, January, so I won't have to go to La Belle Provence. Perfect. Frugal. Oh, man. What have I been up to this week? Well, I met up with Eric. And that was kind of fun. Uh, what else have I been doing? Been doing a lot of work on the truck. Getting it ready. Mostly a lot of brain work. If any of you are like me and do everything yourself, you probably spend about 80% to 90% of the time thinking about what you're going to do so you don't have to mess it up and do it again a second time. If there's one thing I hate, it's redoing a job twice. Oh, that drives me nuts. So um, been working on that. I <clears throat> finished preparing my winch. Next step is repairing and swapping out battery terminals because what I want to be able to do is to run my winch from the front as well as from the back. So my setup is a portable winch that I can drag from the front to the back. And uh, I'm now setting it up so I can run it from the back as well as from the front so that I can retrieve my snowmobile and repair it for the winter or also retrieve a large deer, for example. Uh, using my winch and my little trailer. If you're one fella and you down a big bruiser of a buck, it's pretty nice knowing that, hey, I can just use the winch and pull them onto the trailer after I've got them and do all of my work, even maybe in the trailer. I don't have to do it on the ground. So um, having the ability to pull... By... Sorry, Gunny, are you Sorry? doing that by like two hitch receivers? Hitch receivers front and back, is that how you're doing it? Yes, that's exactly right. I have an add-on um, front hitch receiver and on the back or the front when I want to run the winch and the trailer because I can run the winch on either side and the trailer on either side is I'm going to use simply a hitch doubler which allows you to slip it into your regular hitch you get a hitch extension out of that and then there is a second hitch above it it doesn't give you full 5,000 pound capacity on both of those hitches by the way that upper auxiliary hitch will essentially give you about 1,500 pounds capacity um, and that's more than enough for me to put my winch on and pull something onto the bed of the truck. So um, I'm going to be testing that in the next couple of weeks. And if it's successful, I'll probably pop up a little video of how I did it just using some budget Princess Auto parts. Um, so that's what I've been working on on that well, side of things. If you need um, some wiring stuff or some welding stuff, you let me know. I've got a location that may be able to accommodate both. Oh, oh, you're talking my kind of talk. I, yeah, I will do strange yeah, yeah. things for large gauge wire. So, <laughs> yeah, we're done. Well, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll talk after. Sounds <laughs> fantastic. And, and speaking of large gauge wire, um, I've also been uh, making some progress on my friend's solar system, and I published a few videos about that. 
and I'm just getting ready to go and prepare the cabin and winterize it and shut her down. Very nice. Busy boy. Sounds like mm-hmm. it. Like we're uh, off to Terry. Okay, well, I've been looking into backup solar power systems. So I purchased myself uh, a little uh, electrical usage meter. So I've been experimenting this week, plugging it into different appliances that I would tend to use more often and, and getting a usage over a 24-hour period so I can kind of get a handle on how big a that- system I might need. Terry, is that a uh, kilowatts? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little kilowatt yeah, they, meter. Yeah, they work well. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. I'm still in the learning curve, but you know, I've got it plugged into a few things. Uh, overnight, I had it plugged into my. Uh, I got a little travel trailer, so I plugged it into that with a fridge running to see, you know, just how much that thing's going to burn in a 24-hour period. Because I like to have a portable system where I could, you can move from the house to the trailer and back and forth. Because yeah, I just thought that's a that's the way I'd like to go with it. And uh, my other my other interesting thing this week was standard operational procedure for me. Whenever I go into town, I got to do a circuit of the local grocery store, the local food land. And I, I swing by the meat counter and look for anything that's budget, anything that's 30%, 50% off. And if it is, it's going in my cart. And I keep the freezers full and I keep my honey thinking I'm a lunatic, which I might be, but, uh, you know, I got full freezers. So, you know, all is well. All as well. About half and half, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, with that, let's move ourselves into the uh, main topic. So this evening, we figured we'd talk about uh, prepping with only a vehicle to yourself. So uh, this topic was uh, initially brought up by Ian, who has found himself... Who's, uh, who's that? Some... Yeah, I know, right? I... Oh, there guy? must be... There's oh, got to be a typo in the. That was here last week. Uh, that was the intern. Yeah. Oh, the intern. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We. Uh, well, we decided not to show up this evening. So you know, you mentioned uh, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about this. He had a whole <laughs> slew of things to talk about, and the fact that you know we just spent what is it six or seven or eight months with uh, just a vehicle here in Ontario, and thought that he'd. Uh, be our subject matter expert this evening and then announced after we got everything all set up that haha i'm not coming so you can see what he thinks about all the listeners and us having content for this evening so take that forever you'd like (laughs) before we actually go on with it maybe we should also allow greg to mention what he says as you can see from the chat (laughs) Uh, i don't know do we want to i was just gonna let y'all run with it i was like "Ah." (laughs) ah (laughs) <laughs> no, um, I've been pretty. Fine. I've been pretty busy at the house. Uh, got the, <laughs> I got the fence up for the horse. Got all that wired up. Running solar on it. Um, working on her running right now. Went and picked up a, uh, a little four wheel drive uh, ATV, little Kawasaki. So, uh, been using it all day. Um, got it for a steal and it's it's definitely earned its keep just just today for what i got into it so but very happy tore down a chicken coop so now there's that very nice. i'm not going to that question <laughs> <laughs> oh boy 
<laughs> but no, I've got the horse home and everything. She's doing great. So she's acclimating uh, to the weather very nicely. Um, to be from moving from Georgia to Vermont, she's doing extremely well. So I'm, I'm very happy with the, the progress she's making. Very good. That's, nice. the well, that's awesome. And sorry for cutting you out there, Greg. You're uh, not in the list in the show notes here, and we're used to you not being here, so I just figured you weren't here, but you are. Come on, man. I just, I just moved like 1,800 miles across the country. Give me a break. I know I've been gone a minute. I'm back Fine. now. Fine. I'm back. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll remember you for next week. How about that? <laughs> all right. All right. So now, now, did I miss anybody? Is there anybody else on the list that I haven't got? No. Yeah. Everybody else? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, main topic time. So, like I said, we are moving into uh, prepping with only a vehicle to yourself. Our intern, Ian, who uh, wanted to list this episode as uh, his main talking point, like I said, decided to not show up this evening after getting it all set up. So, here we are without Ian, but we're used to it. So, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love. Oh, yeah, of course. But uh, I'll open it up to the panel. We can just discuss um, kind of what you would do if all you had was a vehicle to yourself. And we'll just open her up. Whoever wants to start talking, go for it. Well, I guess I'm at the top of the list. So um, uh, just, a, just a few small things. Um, I Obviously, if, if it's only your vehicle, you need to keep an extra supply of uh, fuel. You never know when... Uh, you may need uh, some extra fuel. I, I always carry, in my truck, I have a, a toolbox in the back, and I always carry, um, I've got booster cables, i got a whole whack of miscellaneous tools, uh, I've got an extra bottle jack, I've got a tow rope, booster cables, lock the icer. Um, I've even got um, a set of, uh, they're the, the magnetic lights you can buy the for, for towing a trailer that maybe the lights quit working. You just plop them on with a magnet, plug it in through your trailer hitch receiver, and I've even got one of those in my uh, my pack. Um, I've got a small air compressor, and um, I think that's pretty well what I've what I've got in there. If I, I mean, obviously in the truck, I've got I've got you know a couple bottles of water, and I've got some snacks and stuff like that. But I'm I'm thinking more. You know, if you're in your vehicle for that long, you you may end up needing, you know, tools. Like I say, tools. You know, small bottle jack. You got to change a flat tire. You got to help somebody else change a flat tire. It's a lot better than digging out a uh, a jack from inside the vehicle somewhere. So. Yeah, and and I'll just add to that that even before I would consider buying a bottle jack, and using the jack that comes with the vehicle, is go to Princess Auto, Canadian Tire, and buying a breaker bar with the proper socket mm -hmm. that fits your vehicle. Because getting a good bottle jack so you don't have to fight as much with the jack is really nice. But like, I have a truck where my tires are torqued to 140 pounds and like, you know, they give you a bar about this big. And I'm like, you know, it, it, it's good not luck. so bad. Well, it's not so bad. Like if you're in town, um, you parked your vehicle, you're doing whatever, and you're next to a curb. Like you figure out which way to do it, and you can use the curb. Like put the, the uh, put the the breaker bar on the curb, and then you either drive forward, backward. You can crack the nuts that way. Um, but like on the side of the highway, like getting a good twenty four inch 
breaker bar, ratchet, whichever one you want, and at least small, the socket. Small fit. piece of steel pipe fits over the other bar that comes with yeah, it and gives you more. Yeah, nope. something to break the nuts. Um, if you haven't had your tires rotated in a while, or it's you know that time of year where just the rust is settled, um, that's always at the top of my list. That's the first thing I do, and then I replace the jack. It doesn't cost much, and it will save you a giant headache than trying to do those little T-bars or whatever, mm -hmm. depending on the vehicle you had. When was it the last time you had the tires <clears> off? <throat> it, it sucks way more to use the jack that comes with the vehicle, but it's going to suck a lot more if you can't even crack the nut. I have to agree 100% with Pierre. If there's so, one thing that's worth it for every vehicle you have, you buy a single Johnson bar. It doesn't have to be a snap-on tool. No, nope. Princess Auto. Get yourself a Johnson bar. It's what it's called, or a breaker bar. Yeah. The half-inch um, socket. Get a single yep. deep socket for your size of wheel nut, and with that, you're guaranteed you're going to be able to break that nut in pretty much every circumstance, unless you let King Kong tighten your wheel nuts. Yeah, and and I mean, if if you want to. So be one thing I do in my truck. Go ahead, Pierre. My bad. Okay, no, so, yes, get the one for yours. Rule of thumb, if you get a 17, a 19, a 21, and a 22, you'll pretty much be able to assist anybody on the side of the road with that. So if you get those four or five sockets, those are pretty much everything that'll do, everything other than maybe transport trucks. Just a thought, if you've got a little bit of money and you want to be a non-douchey person, and you know, you can help someone on the side of the road, Having us those sockets will pretty much get you by for taking anything off, but at bare minimum, get the one for yours. Are you still working on being on a non-douchey person this week, or you have you gone back to regular operations? Did you hear that in my fucking preps? Uh, <laughs> just want to, to make sure. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Clearly, you've gone back to being a douchey person. Perfect. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> awesome all right so i'm gonna uh go ahead and talk about what i keep in in my truck and and whatnot for for a little bit uh i went to i think i got mine at harbor freight and what pierre was talking about the the main sockets uh harbor freight has a color-coded impact uh wheel specific socket set and i got a set of the uh uh, torque sticks and I'll keep a an electric impact wrench in the toolbox of my truck because if I if I'm on the side of the road I'm I don't want to be on the side of the road so I want to get in and out of there as fast as I can uh, but I'll use a little electric impact wrench and I'm, I'm gone uh, I I use it all the time if I'm rotating my tires at the house anything like that I mean it's it's pretty decent size too. I mean, I'm I've got 20 inch rims with 33 inch all terrains. So I mean, uh, that it it holds its own pretty well. Um, another thing I kept in the in the truck little my kit for moving from Georgia to to Vermont is uh I did keep a supply of water, um, but I used the uh, I think mine was clean canteen, single wall water bottle. Um, kept my little camp stove in the in the truck. 
case anything happened, you know, I can I can collect, boil, and and drink all out of the same container. Um, of course, my my average average kit that I always keep in my truck. Uh, I might sound a little crazy when I say this, but um, y'all already know I had my my rifle in my truck, my sidearm, uh, ammunition, which is usually at least one combat load. <laughs> one combat load um and i think i was carrying the beretta so i had uh i think one or two mags of uh nine millimeter hollow points so that and uh i can't remember what the little four-way tool uh for your uh like public faucets uh, oh, yes, yes. I can't remember the damn name of it for some reason. Uh, Silox. Silox. Yeah, Bell Silox. said camp. Silox. Yes. Silox. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 So I got one of those in my kit. Uh, Mel said can opener. Um, <laughs> that's what the bread is for. <laughs> but uh, who invited my this guy long again? distance hole punch? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but not other than that, I mean, for 300 rounds, that's cute. Um, <laughs> Derry said 300 rounds for those not familiar with standard combat load. Um, but, uh, I kept, uh, spark plugs, extra oil, an extra oil filter, just in case, you know, road debris bounces up, punches a hole in your, in your oil filter, stuff like that. Just pretty much anything that could could go wrong, uh, besides like major malfunctions, but like routine maintenance stuff, oil filter, oil, antifreeze, you know, transmission fluid, stuff like that. Extra, uh, extra bit of that, you know. Make sure you can get off the road pretty quick. Um, another thing is uh, quick steel, little putty. It's like JB Weld, but it it hardens really fast. If anything punches a hole in your oil pan or anything like that, you can beat that up, throw it on there. It'll harden pretty quick, uh, especially with the heat from the engine. It'll it'll get you back on the road fast enough anyway. So nice. You got some. That's really about all I got. You're covering the basics, right? Of course, my tow rope and everything. Yeah. Minus the yeah. firearms. Firearms aren't basics in Canada, but, you know, America and all. That's right. <laughs> Here, if you're not going to the range or going hunting with it, um, it could be considered dangerous to the public purpose. Um, but then again, a bat can be considered dangerous. I'm a fucking menace purpose. to society. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, there's, our, there's the explicit button. Sweet. <laughs> Took you this long to hit it? Pierre has been a good boy tonight. Yeah, Yeah, but Greg's also here. (laughs) 31 minutes. That's not bad. It's not bad. (laughs) Well, I'm feeling like maybe I've gone a bit overboard with my vehicle preps now. You come on. No. Well, Eric got to see what my setup looks like a little bit. Okay. um, I was about to say, I was like, you saw his truck, right? Because we saw it when we went (laughs) out to help salvage everything from there. And I was like, Mm -hmm. What do you what, what do you have in your fucking cabin? Like everything's in here. 
<laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So I, I was so thinking he just hadn't much. unpacked from packing up the cabin. But. So I have to admit, with with a lot of laughter here, that the last three years I've bounced around so much uh, between going to uh, hunts that are way out in the middle of nowhere to uh, going to visit friends who are living way out in the middle of nowhere to buying a cabin way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I feel there's almost, a theme here. There, there's, there is definitely a theme going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and so, have you ever been well, to the middle of nowhere? Um, I might have, but there's like different, <laughs> different middles of the nowhere. But if you didn't take a picture, it doesn't count. Oh, well, you see the picture on my background right now? That's one of those middles of the nowhere. Nice. Yeah, I believe that picture was taken. Um, that was about an hour north of Lone Lac, Ontario. Lone Lac, so it's Ontario. just dry. So um, <laughs> <laughs> Lone Lac, so it's dry, right? Lone Lac. That's a, that's a French Lake. joke. Yeah. <laughs> so Lone Lac is a tiny little town about um, two and a half, about two hours past Hearst, if I'm not mistaken, an hour and a half past Hearst. You drive through this big dead zone to get through to it. And then from Lone Lac, we went about one hour north into the bush. So that's the photo you have behind me. So I regularly go to places where people don't exist unless they're visiting, um, where the, the yeah, animals are great. the owners. Uh, oh, yeah, I love it. Um, but it's, it's a place that's very unforgiving. So if you make a mistake out there, you're on your own. You probably don't have comms unless you've got a ham radio like Eric. And that's something I'm going to be working on because when I go out there, I am so far off from the beaten path that there is no CAA or AAA for our American friends that there's you don't no get Am those. There's you no Amaz there's no Amazon there's next day delivery. No, no Amazon, no mail. It's two-day delivery where he goes. Um, there, there might not even be a paved road within an hour's drive of a lot of places I go. So um, my vehicle has then become my mobile base of operations. So I typically carry about 16 liters of water in the back. And I often use this water for people's dogs who... You know, a dog can dehydrate really quickly. And so I've often given my, my water away for dogs who need to have a drink. I've used it to make hot coffee, hot tea by the roadside, uh, to cool down, uh, to wash wounds. I've used it for um, just to see through my sunglasses when they were full of mud because it was a really muddy trail to drive through. So water can be useful for all kinds of things. So I keep that around for, um, it can also be used when it's really, really cold out and things are freezing. If you need to saw, thaw something out really quickly and you have thawed water in the vehicle, um, it doesn't take much uh, warm water to completely take ice out. So don't, if you've got something that's iced up really badly and you've got room temperature water in the vehicle, you know, you can do all kinds of neat things with that in the winter time. So uh, I keep water at all times. Do yeah. not use that to unthaw locks and your windows <laughs> on your vehicles. Good point. And very bad for you. Yes, Other things, those are... 100%. But do not yes. use it to unthaw vehicles, uh, vehicle locks. I mean, the lock's fine, sure, but it's going to be way worse later. Uh, windows, yeah. you'll probably smash the window. Yep. Just If, if, if you, you drop your... It, and that's where the brighter comes hunting, back in. 
yeah. yes. <laughs> if you're hunting in Sub-Zero <laughs> and your firearm makes it into the drink, you definitely don't want to wash it with more water. Um, no. That calls for a different different thing. So definitely a good point there, Pierre. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, but it's gotten me out of trouble many times. Um, I also keep food in the truck at all times. I typically have little snack bars like Lara Bar or Cliff Bar, something that has the high amount of protein and um, good, highly accessible fruit sugars. So I can get a quick boost of energy if I need to go um, for quite a while without sitting down to make a meal. It's good to have something that has like dates or apples in them, you know, real fruit, real fruit. Uh, but I also have dehydrated food. So, you know, your camping type um foods that you can get at mountain equipment co-op or uh even canadian tire here in canada uh, walmart carries it too uh, there's different kinds you just add water and away you go you got yourself a good meal so that's another thing that i keep in the truck i usually keep about uh let's say five to six days worth if not a bit more so if it's me and a friend and we're stranded something happens vehicle dies we're not going to starve you know we're not going to die because we're out of food and water so that's the basics i also keep a ton of tools and repair supplies and i actually took notes and i'm a little bit surprised at how much i have in there so there's a reason why my pickup truck is a quarter ton truck that i had to add a whole bunch of suspension parts to so that's the downside. When you come equipped with a whole pile of stuff like I do, you need a big vehicle or a little trailer or a lot of capacity or like Eric saw, your four-seater becomes a two-seater truck. So um, here's a quick list of some of the tools. Hey, when that happens. I keep. <laughs> oh, I know it's crazy, but that's where I'm at now. So I, I have kept an OBD2 vehicle same way right now. Time. Oh, you, so you know, you know what it is. It's a mobile base of ops, at least at the very least, because it's a reliable yeah. vehicle. I know it's always there with me, you know, <laughs> that, that base is there. So it's that. Um, but I have to have a complete socket set. I have impact sockets. I keep a Johnson bar in there. I have a number of cordless tools. And yes, I know I talk a lot about having hand tools, but cordless tools save you time when you're by the roadside on a highway and you got to replace a tire in the left lane of a full uh, 100 kilometer an hour, 60 mile an hour highway where people can barely even keep straight on the road, man, that is stressful. I don't want to be there for any longer than I have to. So if I have to change the tire out, I want to get in and out quick. So I keep cordless. Here's what I keep. Angle grinder with different kinds of discs. I keep a chainsaw. If a tree falls down on the track, I want to be able to get that out of there really fast if it's minus 30 to minus 40. I don't want to screw around out there. Um, I keep a cordless half-inch impact, and I keep a 3-8-inch cordless ratchet with impact bits. I got a little propane torch, a whole pile of little hand tools like channel locks, screwdrivers. I keep different kinds of wrenches, uh, ratcheting wrenches, good old fixed-end wrenches, an adjustable wrench, a really big one. Uh, pipe wrenches are really good for swapping out um, trailer balls on the fly if you're stuck. I keep a pick, um, two or three different kinds of axes. I usually have a, a chopping axe, a splitting axe. A pick. 
Yes, I keep a pitch okay. in there. <laughs> you go mining or something, or what? <laughs> well, I do have a prospecting license, so I actually have oh, a, God damn it. an actual rock hammer in the truck. <laughs> um, I keep a three-ton come-along with a snatch block, a small hydraulic jack, a little bottle jack, a larger one that acts as a stand because my truck is slightly lifted, so I need to be able to reach up in certain circumstances. I keep an air compressor in there. Uh, usually when I'm running around the back bush, I have some sort of um, uh, defense uh, in the wilderness type firearm, usually a shotgun. So that means I also keep firearm maintenance tools in the truck because if you ever take the drink with the thing, it's really nice to be able to clean it out and get back to business. Um, usually have oil, rags, all kinds of zip ties. Mechanics wire <clears throat> will save you more times than you realize. Just go buy a roll. If you've got a vehicle, just go buy a roll, put it in the back of your, your car. It will put up a muffler. It will hang up uh, broken parts so that you can get home without them rattling everywhere. A radiator. Awesome stuff. Radiator. There you go. Here come the stories. Right. Yeah, Mechanics no, wire I mean, will save you. You, you, you could, uh, I mean, the roll comes in what, like two, three hundred feet of it, right? Yeah. And so in like a it's, pinch, it's, it's, it's crazy. It. So, like, I mean, having that will do all those other things. But I mean, if you end up in a scenario where you kind of fuck up your arm, you could, you know, run that back and forth 40, 50 times and kind of make yourself a splint. Totally. Would not be ideal, would be really crappy to do, but it does serve a giant dual purpose. Yeah. And, you know, even if you use a whole a whole thing, like you're, you pull up on an accident, something happens when you're with someone and uh, you got to mobilize their leg. Okay, well, like deal with it. You've got them somewhere safe. You can get it. You've got some side cutters. You could go back, you know, fold it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, a whole bunch. Absolutely. Let's just just say for some reason you're at a place that doesn't have sticks, right? Like you could use it for that. Uh, wouldn't be ideal. Yeah. Would be very time consuming for it. But I mean, if it's all you've got, like you could you could make yourself a finger splint. Yeah. Um, like yeah, the, you could use that for first aid. Obviously, whenever you get anywhere, just be like, yeah, that's a mechanics wire that's been in the truck and rusty as shit. Like you might want to give them a few shots for everything. But you know, it, it could be something where you're help. just not in a scenario where. You know, you have resources that can get uh, something to, you know, prevent someone's arm from moving because it's very bad. But it's like, right, let's figure out how this is a finger, a thumb, toe, leg, calf, whatever. Um, like I said, wouldn't be ideal, little time consuming. But because, yeah, like to load up a bunch of mechanics wire next to each other and tape it to your leg, it's, it's going to be, you can still yeah. bend it, but it's not going to be easy if you're going when up high. When I was a combat engineer, I used to keep a little spool of it wound up yep. in the belt loop of my Gerber multi-tool. So yep. if I was in the middle of the bush and I needed to stitch together two sticks to make a longer stick, for example, just a, you know, I have seen fixes with mechanics wire that become permanent because it just works. And so why go yep. through the trouble to take it apart, <laughs> repair it if yep. it's still working? But that could right. be your third hand if you're by yourself. That's absolutely right. Um, yeah. It will put up structures. You can make traps with it. You can yeah. repair a vehicle, get it back up and running with it. It's pretty miraculous stuff yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And so, very, very cheap. 
and super cheap. So you should all have one. I keep mine to keep it from rusting into a pile of nothing. I keep it in a little Rubbermaid bin in the back of the truck with some of my other tools that I keep. So I love Mechanics Wire. It has gotten me out of trouble many times. I'm shocked um, that we just said that it's very, very cheap and that's something that Gunny was interested in. That's that's I odd. Know, right? Am I the only I one that finds that odd? Yeah, no. no. You saw so, it. So out of character for me. <laughs> That's very out of character, yeah. And you saw all the supplies he has. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Do you keep a torque wrench in your vehicles? Great point. No. Yeah. How no. many people have swapped out an emergency? In an emergency, they swap out, they put their donut on, and they start making their way back to town. And they didn't properly torque it, and so they keep driving with it for another day or two because that's just another day or two, right? You run that bitch and down three oogadoogas and call it a day. <laughs> that's right. Next thing you get, you got this funny little sound coming out of the wheel well, the wonka wonka wonka, and um, you might even hear that funny dinner plate sound. You know, yeah, the whole um, thing buggering off on you. So um, it's a good idea to torque them down. Uh, I keep one in the truck. What else do I keep? A tire gauge? Listen, cross-threaded or torque to spec. Tight is tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, after my I, own I, heart. I, hey, in, I, a, in a bad fix, fix you can cross-thread something if the threads are screwed. Well, that's not the right term. Mm -hmm. If the threads are gone or in rough shape, you can cross-thread it. Sometimes just that one time, and it'll hold just long enough to get back. Yeah. But man, that's hairy. I wouldn't rely on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that, that's one of them. You're, you're crawling it. to the next next location. Yeah. Now, now this is one of those situations. If you have to do that, you may want to double up with one of the other fixes I always have in the truck. So double up with mechanics wire, duct tape. Right? There's all kinds of ways that you can. That'll hold your parking a lot. Bubblegum? <laughs> well, maybe not the wheel, but amazing <laughs> things have been done with toe straps, with yeah. uh, ratchet straps, Absolutely. things like that, right? Um, that's another thing I keep in the vehicle, a pry bar. If you've ever had to readjust um, an alternator while on the roadside, a pry bar is a really, really welcome thing. It is really hard to tension a pulley uh, by hand with just your hands, unless you start digging for your jack uh, handle or something else that's hard and steel and narrow enough to slip in uh, behind an alternator to give it some tension. So that's like a quick run of just the tools that I have in the truck. I still have other stuff. Yeah. There is do a lot of stuff it? in your truck. But do you have Hello, a rifle? Number two. Sometimes I do. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Um, I always have a whole bunch of load management gear. Mm -hmm. So um, I got a winch, load management gear. So, you know, you, you put on all kinds of stuff in the back. You put it on a trailer. Oh, that a, kind of load. Gotcha. Yes. You're, you're thinking of OnlyFans. <laughs> Different thing. Um, <laughs> so I'm talking about things like my winch, um, the front and back, um, pitch receivers that I use, snatch block. I have a couple of different sizes. I have two or three different soft shackles. What I love about soft shackles is that they're infinitely more flexible than a hard shackle when you're doing recovery work. Um, Are we back if, to OnlyFans again? 
oh, geez, maybe, aren't we? <laughs> Did we go back there again? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't let you say soft and hard shackle and not go there. Sorry. Carry on. Well, it's a new thing. Goes, baby. I didn't know what they were until a couple of years ago, soft yeah. shackles. And yeah. now that I've used uh, it a couple of times, I'm sold. My my new winch rope, my new winch cable has a soft shackle on the end instead of a hook. Because yeah. uh, then I can pull somebody else out and I don't have to worry about destroying a whole bunch of stuff and worrying about big metal hooks that also add weight, etc. So um, all kinds of that stuff. I have tow ropes, recovery ropes, tie-down straps. I keep a couple of chains in there. And I even have traction pads, even though I'm not a huge, huge fan of those things. Um, I've only seen them work like, what, maybe two or three times in my lifespan so far. Um, so it's it's not something I prioritize on a vehicle when you're going off-road, but it, it can get you out of a, a jam in a pinch without you having to do a lot of recovery work, right? Um, first aid kits, I usually have two. I have a small one that I can throw somebody. It's big, it's red, uh, highly visible. And I have another one that's a little more incognito. It's uh, an old um, flying bag, um, a carry-on bag. But in there, I've got a bag of saline. I've got a rubber hose, so you can use it as a tourniquet in a pinch. I've got all kinds of bandages. I've got uh, peroxide. I've got a whole bunch of stuff like it's too much to mention um but i got lots of first aid stuff in there because again i've had to do a lot of first aid on myself in the bush and if there's one thing that's really horrible is when you're leaking and you've got one hand to work with and so now you're looking through your first aid stuff and oh geez did, where did i put the boo-boo kit you know where did i put the iodine so um i usually have a lot of first aid stuff in the vehicle um so keep a bug net and bug juice during the summertime during the winter time there's a toque and um socks and there's always a spare change of clothes and a dry bag um finally now and then i've got some shtf kind of gear so we're talking about go bags i don't have a single one go bag as you can see when you've got a go truck kind of hard to there just multiple go bags in your go truck there are multiple go bags in my go truck. Is that like um, the go go gadget truck? Somewhat like it. there's something in every crevice. Yeah. Um, I've got a general go bag which contains a little bit of food, uh, an MSR pocket rocket with the little uh, isobutane. I got um, some water filtration stuff in there. Um, I've got various kinds of knives. I got survivor cord. I got a little beeswax candle. I've got a map and compass. Um, depending on when I'm in and out of the vehicle, there's usually a kukri in there with me somewhere. They're more reliable than a hatchet for different things. Um, hatchet's kind of a, um, a one, uh, one trick pony. It's, it can do a lot, but I find I can do a little bit more with a kukri. Uh, usually it have will multiple. Cut. It, it will, will cut. Cut carrots very nicely. <laughs> yes, we can definitely attest to that. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I did. As soon as you said oh. it, it was, hey, he's cutting carrots tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Veggie yeah, um, props. Yep. It will do a better job uh, of processing carrots. A kukri will do a better job of processing carrots than. Whatever knife I gave you that day. 
Yeah, you'd given me another knife, and I remember trying the Mora Garberg out on my side, and that did a terrible job. Uh, so I went off to the cookery, and it did better. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. So Jeff yeah, in the live chat good. brings up the fact that, Gunny, you're going to need a trailer, and I don't think he's wrong. Yeah, he's absolutely right, but I'm going to need the ideal trailer, and I haven't seen one yet that I'm happy with, so I'm probably that's going to be another video. I'm going to build my own. There you go. Video series, more like it. It's going to be a series, yeah. There's going to be a lot of features to this trailer. Um, Build your own. And, and, you know, I haven't gotten I haven't gone over all the rest of the gear, but you're starting to get a picture of what kinds of stuff I've got in there. Um, yeah. Usually keep rain gear, rain boots, a little power pack, jerry cans. Um, it's a mobile base. So how, how did I get to thinking this way? You might be wondering, where does the sickness so come from? Um, when I was a combat engineer driving for my section, and my section was like, depending on how many people were there, anywhere between nine and 12 people at the most, but usually between nine and 11. So I'm packing gear for nine to 11 people. And I got to know where it all is because when they're running to the truck and, oh, by the way, I signed for it. So when you sign for something and you're working for the crown, guess what? It's up to you to make sure it comes back, right? So yeah. I had to keep an eye on all the gear and I had to think in advance of what to do to try and help out 11 men in the bush who are going to be prone to doing all kinds of stupid stuff. Um, so I got to have all their tools. I got to have room for them and their living stuff, their packs. I got to have mission critical gear. I've got to have vehicle recovery gear. And then there's, of course, mission gear, right? So um, all of those things I had to always be concerned with. And you know what? Old habits die hard. You can take me out of the uniform. And that was a long time ago, but I still have the same attitude too. Okay, I'm out there on my own. There's nobody coming to help me. It's just me. How do I get myself out? And that was my approach. Prepare up front, load up the truck, build it up, make sure it's reliable. Try to make sure you keep it rubber side down. What else can I say? And be ready to use the limber features if that all fails. Yes. Have good boots. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, there is a downside to living like this. The other day, I wanted to show Eric my two bow things. <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, I couldn't find them. They were buried. Right. So um, the more stuff you carry, the more onus you have to lay it out in such a fashion that it's more usable. Right. So that's the I'm, more, I'm, the I've more achieved. stuff you carry, the more organized you need to be. Absolutely. And and if like myself, you've run around for the last year everywhere, you're going to be a little bit disorganized. Things get misplaced. Um, so the best thing I can tell you is that uh, you want to keep your vehicle organized. You want to regularly go through it. It's really yep. easy to forget what you have in the vehicle. <laughs> it is. Um, it is, right? I mean, just any of you know, right? You find that one thing in the back of the trunk or that science experiment you've got growing in, in the bottom of the seat there under the seat, these things happen, right? So um, that's the one challenge of working in this way. You can't find stuff sometimes. It's hard on the vehicle too. Mm -hmm. Remember, I'm doing this out of a little Toyota Tacoma, which is yeah, a quarter ton truck. And, yeah, and you, I was got an extra, what, 
six to eight hundred pounds in it all the time. Oh yeah, I've always got a payload. It, 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 like, all always. So like, you know, it affects gas mileage if you're looking to best bang for your buck for how far you can get. Um, obviously, I'm not saying you should cut anything down, but it's it's just one of those things where you can, you know, you, you got to take it as a consideration. Absolutely. You want to go. You want to go to Costco and you know fill up the truck. That's only twenty dollars worth of supplies. If yeah. you know your truck is full, like you know there there's a there's a give and take with it. Like you got to be Always. careful. Like yes, you want all these stuff. Like yes, you want. I'm sure you could pack another, you know, two trucks full of stuff that you're like, I always want on you, but you got to figure out, okay, what's got to draw the, the line likely, somewhere. Yeah, well, what's Absolutely. the most likely scenario for you? Plan for that, you know. You bet. Zombie you apocalypse. Bet. Hurricanes in December and gunfight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, now the the funny thing is, is the, the everything I just listed to you here kind of evolved. Over Kenny? Oh, they'll be losing? Oh, Kenny pushed the play my, button, not the I pause button. I thought my internet fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so we've lost Gunny. Uh, oh. Those that heard he was trying to dig up his uh, Balefang radios to show off. Don't worry. Calm down. Relax. We still got to uh, show off some radios because uh, I was able to access all of mine. So yeah. we couldn't find his yeah. stuff, but we had all my stuff out and I was showing that off at least. Oh, I think we got him back. Hey, where did hey, I drop talking, off? Uh, we were talking... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to fill some of the time, I was mentioning the fact that, don't worry, we were still able to show off some radios when you and I met up because we couldn't find your radios in your truck, but we certainly found mine in mine. So That's absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> we did have a minor show and tell, though. I was able well, to find some things. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was good. It was good, good. So, good. so that is the, the disadvantage. Um, it's going to put more wear and tear on your vehicle. It's going to... Um, mean it's going to be a challenge in terms of finding things and i got one more for y'all it's, it's it's another one that's maybe less um thought of but any of you who live in the city will think of this the more you keep in your vehicle the more it can be stolen all in one shot you're right so i'm highly Absolutely. paranoid i'm highly paranoid i don't like leaving my truck out of sight i don't like going into town with it um, there's neighborhoods I'll just try to avoid altogether because I don't even want it to be seen. Now, my vehicle doesn't look like much on the outside, and that's a big part of my, my MO is to not look like much. It's literally great. Um, but that being said, it is one of the most stolen models of vehicle in the country in the top 10. <clears throat> so um, you have to consider that. Yeah. Uh, just, just to remind you, uh, Jeff is here. Just your <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm I'm now working with this concept of okay, I'm closer to the city these days, and I'm now wanting to lighten the load up a little bit so that I feel a little less uneasy uh, being in the city. Um. So, um. No mess message mentioned there we go sorry um in the chat that uh air tag everything some of the stuff you have and i will agree and disagree at the same time um the only reason i will disagree is like okay i don't have an iphone so if someone puts an air tag on my vehicle they'll get away with it um but if you do have an iphone i have heard people we know that have gone places and like they're you know 
in town somewhere they're out having supper this that they get home next day they start the truck up and their phone goes ding you know new air tag do you want it or do you want to access it or something right so someone air tagged their vehicle so this is not going to be budget friendly um but there are other options of standalone um tracking gps uh systems uh what i do for work um we have a few different options uh, a few different things um you know you can have them wired into your vehicle you can have a standalone battery system um remote access to them uh, all these things if that's a thing you are worried about um AirTag is a very cheap alternative, um, but I have heard that after a certain time, if you have an iPhone, they'll just say, like, you know, you're, you're in the middle of nowhere, you're the only vehicle, you're the only thing around, and all of a sudden it says, like, hey, do you want to pair with this thing because it's close to you? So now you got to think about it. Well, how long has that been on my vehicle? Where have I been since that has been on my vehicle? You know, now you're building a pattern. Yeah, to, so, to save us from scrolling off into another tech episode, that was a security thing that was built into uh, iOS shortly after they released the AirTags for that exact reason. People were creepy. People were be doing creepy things with the uh, yeah. the AirTags, and there was no way for anybody else to know the AirTags were around. So they built that into a software update to alert you that, hey, FYI, there's an AirTag around here that uh, you don't know about. Do you want to know yeah. about it? Yeah, that's uh, so, that's why that's there. But uh, yeah, and, so. and your Bluetooth has to be on for all that to work too, right? Correct. So what I what I would probably end up doing is making my own homegrown solution, mostly out of a lack of trust. Um, By if just it's, if it's a, there's no people. Hold on, hold on. A prepper that has a lack of trust. Well, what it's, is going it's, on tonight? A, a commercial device can be hacked, right? So I'll probably mm -hmm. make my own and achieve security through obscurity. Yep. Uh, and do it that way. But, you know, the other way would be to not have all that stuff. Um, so it's, that, that's that's one of the give and takes of being a prepper. You know, do you, it is. Do you keep a lot of gear on hand? Do you yep. have uh, only a minimal amount? And again, it's going to vary on your situation. I don't spend a lot of time in the city, just a little bit now and then. Um, I spend most of my time in the bush. So I model my approach based on where I spend the most amount of time. And, and I think that's what makes sense for everybody, right? Model your agree. your vehicle approach to what you're going to do, uh, I think makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, so I agree. Uh, do you got anything just, else? Yeah, just keeping in mind of the time here. I think Terry's got a few points he wanted to get in. What, what can I, I say I, to Top Gunny? <laughs> I feel <laughs> inadequate. Yeah. You got lots, bud. I feel totally <laughs> inadequate. <laughs> no, but I'm like extreme, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, hey, yeah. I got stuff in there too, like axes and saws and so on. But, you know, they always keep my gold bag. And this time of year, I was throwing some sleeping bags and a few extra goodies. But, yeah, my poor little F-150, I'm, I'm afraid it would fall apart carrying that there load you got. I don't know how you do it in a Tacoma. <laughs> It's it's jammed in there, but placement sure of is. equipment. It must be. But, but that's also concerned. why he doesn't have a Ford. Yes. Here we go. Here, oh, we, go. here we go. I was I was just gonna say that's the reason I don't have to carry all those extra tools with me. It's because I've got a Ford and it don't break down. Oh. 
Oh, Volley no. back. Now on the upside, I've I've almost never had to do a repair on my own truck. Um, yeah. That's that's why I bought the taco. Um, I wanted something that would be reliable in my life, and so that's that was the route I took. Um, but yeah. I still carry the OBD2 reader, and that was a habit mm -hmm. from my Ford days. Um, I've had a few <laughs> bad runs. Um, my last truck before that was a, a GMC Sierra. And that was a good year. That was a 2000 and uh, it lasted a long, long time. But I have to admit that having the right vehicle to be reliable enough that you would feel comfortable to leave your stuff in it and operate, you know, out of it. I don't know. That's a whole other discussion, I think. I think we just identified another episode where we just bash yeah. each other's make model a vehicle because clearly Hang all on. of us are going to say that our vehicle is the best. Listen, this bow tie till I die. That's that's just how it's gonna be. But I do wanna I do wanna point something out. So Gunny, you've got a taco, you're a Yoda guy. Uh Terry, you've got a Ford. I'm a bow tie guy. Um yeah. when I graduated uh automotive technology, I went to work for Chevrolet. Um nice. I was a technician for them out in Chattanooga. Uh I've I've had a lot of I've had a lot of different vehicles, but my main area of expertise is going to be a bow tie, uh, GMC, Chevy, you know. So if you're if you're a bow tie guy, it would make sense for your vehicle to be a bow tie or a GMC. Yep. So yeah. what like, what what vehicle might be best for me? Exactly. What vehicle might be best for me might not be best for Terry. If Terry's been driving Fords his entire life, you know, he, he's probably going to look under my hood and be like, all right, I can get by. But he's not going to know those those specific areas. Like, I know, I want to say it was 2010, Ford had a safety feature to let you know that the battery was dying or the battery was going dead by keeping the headlights on, even when the vehicle was cut off. So Ford's big bright idea was to let you know that your battery is going to die. We're going to kill your battery. So it, those little things. But if, you, if yeah. you're not a Ford guy, chances are you're not going to know that. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, it's uh, so it's figure out what you, what you know, like, stick with what you know whether i mean we can trash talk all whatever trucks you want to talk about but i mean i grew up gm we've got a chevy right now you grew up ford you get terry could take his truck down the road and just be like i hear this noise starting and that's going to be this problem in six months from now where you and me would never pick up on it and vice versa so like go with what you exactly. know or or deal with it and start new and start learning a whole new truck because that's the truck you want um but yeah it, it's just yeah yeah like i know um exactly like toyota's i know their trucks um the rockers are really bad about rusting out so toyota's stress me out i love toyota's um yeah but up north they stress me out they stress me out because i know uh the trucks the frames are usually pretty bad about rusting. 
and the rocker panels are really bad about rusting, which so I can weld in a rocker panel. I can, I can, I can fix a frame unless yeah. I, if, as long as I got something to weld to. Yeah. And that's normally just like, we're, we're going way off topic, but that's just mostly all imports yeah. because they were not designed for weather where, you know, we get crazy cold weather. Uh, assault on the roads and all that stuff so that yeah they're very mm -hmm. substance the you know the hondas toyotas hyundai's all those things fantastic everything but yeah their giant downfall is the body rests out way more than mm -hmm. you know north american made vehicles i would um, say yeah. this um <clears throat> about uh, about vehicles if if this is something one is considering doing it might be a good idea to start by doing the research on what's the ideal reliable platform for you to start with. Um, I, I started with a blank slate. I had no idea which route I was going to go. Um, the reason I went with the taco is because this is basically a truck that has won wars, uh, and yeah. resist warfare, uh, very, very modern civilizations. This little truck has fared well. So I wanted something that was that level of tough but also small enough that I could go into a really hard road. So I knew what my requirements were. And then what I did is I went to carcomplaints.com and I have no affiliation with that website. I have none at all. I can just tell you that that site has allowed me to filter down the list of potential vehicles very quickly. Um, to me, a vehicle is something, and, and please everybody keep this in mind, um, I don't get emotional about vehicles or too attached because they are assets that drop in value very quickly, right? You buy a brand new truck, drive it off the yeah. lot, it just lost 30 to 50% of its value. So I don't get emotional or attached well, to them. I just well, want the thing to do what it's supposed to when it's supposed to. So you lose uh, that asset, but the cool factor goes up. Oh, Sure, right. you can get that cool right. factor, but <laughs> me, me cool in the bush means I'm alive and I got back. So if it looks pretty secondary to me, right? So yeah. again, know what your requirements are, go do some research, narrow it down to a list of good vehicles so you don't have to spend days and days and days searching. And that's how I went about it. Um, but everybody's approach is different. You know, I've seen people do the vehicle as a home base with a station wagon. Yep. It's yeah. I think we're going to have to do an episode on different makes and models because now we're certainly at questions. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I saw that now in my head. I was like, we're not, we're not having this discussion. Yeah. So I was like, we're, we're we not going to go down. Uh, we're not going down this rabbit hole this episode. Yep. Um, so uh, Brandon's asking what, uh, what our take is on the Ford excursion. You know what? We'll get there. We're going to yeah, do an episode but, on vehicles and but we cut we'll Terry off. So let's let yeah. Terry but finish like, because this, I got a very small to add to what everybody has said, because I, I agree with Perfect. everything on here. Small things to add, and then, uh, yeah. And we'll wrap around. Uh, I'm not going to say nothing. What more could I say right now? That's, that's good. That's good. It's good to pick on my poor Ford. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll save my comments for the next show when we're going to talk about vehicles, I guess. But anyway. All right. That's, all all right. right. All's good. All right. Um, so, yes, everything that has been said, tools, food, um, I have a tacti snack is what I call it. So I've got a, a four thirty cal polymer ammo bin that comes in a crate. I bring it in the house, fill it up with, yeah, fill it up with non-perishables. Um, in the summer, I'll keep uh, Gatorade or two. I normally always have water, Gatorade or two. 
um, non-perishables, um, quick sugar snacks. Um, mm-hmm. So like chocolate chip cookies that you buy at Costco and all that stuff. Granola bars, just just food. You know, uh, I didn't plan. Uh, I was planning to be home at five, and I don't get home till nine. And I don't want to stop somewhere and pick up food. I'll grab a few granola bars and like something to keep the sugars up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's what I do. Take it in from time to time. Okay, well winter's coming. Okay, take the Gatorade out. I don't care if my Cliff Bar freezes. Um, I'll stick it in an armpit and thaw it before I eat it, uh, if need be. Um, so booster cables and all that stuff. I 100% agree. Um, Costco, we purchased a booster pack, but it also has um, a tire inflator on it, um, USB ports, uh, wireless charger for some reason, um, but it'll start whatever. So it's good to have booster cables, but if there's no other vehicle to help you boost, one of those things. Have your own. Yeah, exactly. Have your own. Um, so getting into the colder months, um, you don't want to keep batteries outside. Um, so it's a thing that you should bring in and bring out. You know, start your truck or whatever. Uh, when very cold weather does draw a lot on batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, only other thing I'll add. Um, so we purchased, we bought one of those inflatable mattresses that you can put in the backseat of the truck. So you, you, you pump it up and it takes that weird void between the front seat and back seats. So if we're traveling as a family, we can kind of get comfy. Um, or at least, you know, we our truck, you have a full front seat, bench seat, but you can get two people seat, sleeping in the back, one in the front. A, a good few hours of rest can make a world of difference on how miserable or not miserable you're going to be on top of all that. Agreed. And... Um, for the very hot, hot times where you got to pull over, your vehicle broke down, it's going to be a few hours, you're getting some snooze, and nobody wants to sit in a vehicle with the windows up. Um, we did purchase those uh, screens or bug nets or whatever that you can put over your door and keep the windows down and not get eaten alive. They are dirt cheap. They take barely any space and keep two windows down get some airflow in there um, will wait can make a world of difference between being completely miserable and hot or getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, flies, wasps, whatever. They slide over your door, put the window down, put it over your door, close the door. No bugs get in can make a giant difference. And they're pennies on the dollar compared to being comfortable in those very hot days. So this, so, this is why carry for a little it's a booster pack i got it at it's a motor master so i got it from canadian tire um and it's uh it's got like pierre says it's got a set of booster cables um on it it's got usb usb plugins it's got a flashlight a flashlight um, yeah all all that all that stuff that i need the only thing it doesn't have is a compressor but i i i have one um i can confirm it will start a v8 no problem um so it's it's handy to have. I keep your your V eight or somebody else's. Mine. Ah, yeah, but that was my all that matters. At that point, that's all that matters because if yeah. there's another vehicle, you'll probably use your booster cables. Um, but yeah, that just that small stuff. And then um, so to add on top of all the first aid stuff, I normally have a little Tupperware containers. As much as I hate going to the dollar store and buying those Tylenol, Advil things for two three bucks, where you only get a few pills. I will definitely buy a few of those 
and then I will add um, your Tylenol, Imodium. Mida. Uh, yeah, all those things, and I have it in a little Tupperware containers. Um, nothing sucks more than an upset stomach. You got to stop every 20 minutes. You got a lot of tourniquets, but that tourniquet's not going to help that leak. Um, but, you know, having <laughs> having those types of <laughs> medication with you um, oh boy. can can at least get you somewhere where you can get help. But, like, you know, Tylenol, Modium, Midol, all, all those things, you know, little Tupperware container. You can throw it in your glove box. It doesn't have to go in your go bag or whatever. But, you know, think worst case scenario where it's two hours between bathrooms. Um, something that can help you get to somewhere where you can deal with that or take a rest for a few hours mm -hmm. um, is one thing that is gravely overlooked, in my opinion, for many people. I like it. It's a good point. Good one. Right. Any other last uh, minute thoughts from any other panelists? Can openers. Can openers are very important. So, Just fill your car full. So, so I know Brad didn't mention Long this distance hot lunch. Mm. Yes, if I could. Yeah. Yes, Pierre. So, yes, uh, when Brad did one of, the po uh, one of the podcasts or whatever, I asked him if he mentioned his preps because we took one of those old school can openers because we went <laughs> camping in my camper and apparently my can opener wasn't in there. And we needed the can opened. And Brad was like, hold on. And he went to his bag and he did, and we got the can open. So it can save pizza night. <laughs> yes. You spaghetti night. It, it, it was spaghetti was it night. Spaghetti? Okay, it was spaghetti, spaghetti night. night. Yeah, we needed a few cans of spaghetti sauce opened up. And I was like, man, I don't want to go anywhere. We've been drinking, you know, and everything. And he's like, hold on. And he, yeah, it was a pain in the ass to open up those three cans. But yeah, that, that little pocket. One that's you know you gotta yep. inch your way through. A little military it's, folding one. Those the best. Yeah, yeah, it it saved the day that night because yep. nobody reliable. had to go anywhere. No, uh, no accidents with uh, somebody trying to poke it with a knife. And yeah. like Pierre said, we were we were drinking not heavily, but we were drinking, oh. and then realized, okay, we need food, and oh crap, we don't have a can opener. Well, Pierre didn't have a can opener, and. Light bulb went on. Oh, wait. Yeah, I brought that other bag with me. So I nice. went to it. And sure enough, I had one. It's now sitting in Pierre's camper. Very nice. I have since yeah. replaced and mine with my stock at, at home. the dollar store. I bought one at yeah. the dollar store. And then we found the one that, that's from there. So now we have three in the fucking camper. I can't think of any better way to end the main section of the podcast than <laughs> on talking about can openers. <laughs> Lovely. It's a great segue into the podcast challenge, I think. Yeah, podcast challenge for this evening's episode is review your vehicle preps, update it as you see fit, and if you've only got one can opener, add a second. Get another. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Uh, <laughs> see, we're blank for the weather blurb uh, this evening, Jeff. Uh, yeah. There's. I'm. I'm kind of going by the um, adage: it's the calm before under the, the weather. So. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was under the weather. Jeff was uh -huh. under the weather. All right. Anyone want to run with deal of the week? Who tossed it in there? Uh, I don't know who tossed it in there. Oh, I think that was me. Yes. <laughs> well, there we go then. If you are into crimping your own large wire gauge uh, cables at Princess Auto, we have a sale on this week. I lost the price already. 
There we go. It is normally $79, but it is $15 off. You can buy the tool you need to crimp anything up to four aught welding cable. That's serious wire. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. Gunny, do you actually have one? Yes, I do. And thanks for asking mm. because I have a new video out on that very topic. So oh, go ahead and take a look at my channel and well, you'll see you me using it. There is, there, awesome. Does it stay in your truck all the time? Um, no, but it's currently in the truck because I'm doing some winch wiring work and maybe a few other little tidbits. Oh, well, when you come yeah. out this way again, if you, if you remember, throw it back in your truck. I got a couple of wires that I need some crimping. Wunderbar. There you go. Very nice. I've even restocked on terminals, so we're good. Oh, all right then. <laughs> got you covered. All right, quick, uh, quick shout out to uh, David, our newest uh, Patreon. Appreciate you uh, helping support the show and uh, keep you, lights on in the in the backup generator fueled. It, uh, it certainly does help. No, very nice. Yeah, whatever. All right. So with that, I'll bring episode number 216 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. You can find the audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, please submit a review. It does help other people find us. And we do record these shows live on YouTube, Facebook, if we have to. Uh, if you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we are going live. Uh, for whatever reason you want to reach me, you can reach me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or I am on the Discord. We stream the Facebook because Ian can't go there. Yeah, I was going to say that, but, I, you know. Who, who's this Ian yeah. you speak of? Oh, is that the intern, intern we had? Um, he no, he was. No, no, guys, I remember who he is now. He was the Life Straw rep that did an episode with us a little oh, while ago. Oh, okay. oh yes, yeah, okay. that I guy. still haven't go. gotten mine. Fucking ass. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to reach out, they can do so at batbradcpp at gmail.com or as Jeff is, I am on the Discord. You can reach me on the Discord app, or you can reach me at crossruffleranch at gmail.com. Um, you can reach me off the wall customizing on all the socialist medias. Um, we are shutting down temporarily due to moving, and that's the first stuff to get packed. Um, Discord, I mean, tactically I'm on there, but I'll check it. Or you can find me Monday nights on the other CPP where I talk about critiquing the government and being way more explicit than on Sunday nights because it's a it's a work week thing. And me, you can reach me on Facebook on the annual Preppers Meet Facebook page or on my email at terryllblackmore at hotmail.com. You can find me, the Frugal Gunny, on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, and CPP's Discord. All right, please uh, check out uh, Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. Uh, you can get me there on the live chat. Uh, you can also email at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. I'm pretty sure just we got Greg already, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we got right. Greg. Perfect. Just want to be sure again. again. <laughs> 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 Thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning.